I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. We are so honored and blessed to have with us today Jill and Mary. Jill and Mary are good friends of mine. They are amazing human beings, and they are the co-founders of an amazing, amazing mentorship program for tween and teen girls. Jill and Mary were once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs. They are turned confidence coaches, and they are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. They're the co-founders, as I mentioned, of Girls Mentorship, which is a personal growth and develop company for teen and tween girls. They give these girls the tools to be resilient, to become problem solvers, and to be good people. Everything that they wish they had had access to at their age, and let me tell you, I wish I had had access to it when I was a teen and a tween, and I'm thankful that I have access to it now. Wait until you hear what these two amazing women are up to. Jill and Mary, take it away. Jill and Mary, Girls Mentorship, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so excited you're here. We are thrilled to be here, Carrie V. <laughs> okay, um, Mary, which which puppy is on your lap? This one is named Daisy. The other one plowing her way in is Delilah. Daisy and Delilah. So we have extra guests on our podcast today. I'm so excited. <laughs> this one's Denali. Denali. Oh my gosh. I would forget all the names. I for do sure. on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a true mom. It's like after you have one kid, you just let it, Christian, Nathan, Sam, yeah. get over here. <laughs> you blend them. Right. You do. You do. So we want to hear about you and girls mentorship and why and what and all the things. So I don't know who wants to start this off, but go for it. Mary, you're going to spill the tea. Let's spill the tea. I'm going to spill the tea. Girls mentorship. (laughs) Um, girls mentorship is literally everything that Jill and I could have wanted when we were teen and tween girls. Um, we basically take what we're in the work of on a daily basis. And I say we, as in you, Carrie B, the community that you bring with you. Um, we are in this work every single day and it's the work of personal growth and development. It's, um, it's learning how to get out of our own way and shut up those negative self, um, talks that we tend to have with ourselves on a daily basis. It's, um, 
trampling over and through the limiting beliefs that we believe about ourselves and others. It's, it's not storytelling. I could go on and on and on, but we bring this work to teen and tween girls. So middle, middle school and high school age girls, and we help them um, grow in their self-confidence. We help them grow in their self-esteem and we help them understand what self-awareness means. Um, and it's just been the highlight of our lives to be able to take what we've learned about ourselves through trials, tribulations, ups, downs, ebbs, flows, and bring it to the younger generation, the future leaders, the the women who will be taking care of us in this country in the years to come. We want them to be as equipped as possible to deal with circumstances around them. And that work, that only happens through this type of work. Oh, that is beautiful. I wish I had had the two of you when I was a teen and tween, tween and teen for so, so much. Just looking back, my mom and I were discussing this just in the past few months about the different things that I experienced in junior high and high school and being bullied for my weight and to have, to have had someone like you to walk me through that would have been amazing. Cause of course my mom understood nothing, you know, I mean, parents are stupid till you get older and then you realize how smart they were. <laughs> right. Totally. Right. Yeah. Do you run into that with Absolutely. your clients? Yeah. Yes. Um, girls, of course. I mean, <laughs> girls are hearing it the same, probably similar, similarly at home from their parents, but we we're not mom and dad. Yeah. So we come in and have it make a ton of sense. And even though they probably are like, oh yeah, mom and dad have probably told me this. It may, it, you guys make it sound new and fresh, but not only do we just like have a conversation like you are beautiful. It's okay. Let's actually give you the tools and the strategies and break it down into bite-sized pieces so you can go, so you can go and apply it immediately in your life. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes parents give the best advice but they don't know how to almost um, reverse engineer the steps to helping their daughter get there. So it's really cool that we get to be that for the girl. And oftentimes parents learn a ton of stuff through the work that we're doing with their daughter. So walk us through how all of this works then, because it sounds amazing. It sounds, and I know it is, because I know both of you, I know what you're doing. Your reels, by the way, I could watch <laughs> all day long. (laughs) They're the real deal. They are the real deal. (laughs) But walk us through what that looks like, because I know from being a tween or teen, even though it's been a number of years and, and then having tween and teen girls myself, it is, we're not easy to deal with sometimes, right? So walk us through the process. How do we, how do you, how do you help these young girls and I'm assuming that the, are the parents part of the entire process? Like walk us through, how does this work? How does girls mentorship work? Mary, are you going to go? So I just want to say that, yeah, um, none of us are easy to deal with, right? <laughs> like whether you're a teen, whether you're a tween, whether you're 60, whether you're 25, <laughs> like human nature is human nature. And I think we all struggle with, um, 
gosh, we struggle with doubts and insecurities as much as we did when we were younger as we do now. So um, I think it's just in the business of working with humans that makes it really cool. Um, Outside of that, this business um, was formulated directly after a pandemic. So we are um, throwing as much spaghetti on a wall as possible (laughs) to figure out like, what, what does it look like? How does it serve our clientele and who we want to serve the best? Um, so we work mainly right now, one-on-one with girls, um, which means that we have our sessions with them for, um, throughout eight weeks. So once a week we meet with these girls and then outside of that, we give them, um, what we call inaction challenges. So for instance, this morning we had a meeting with one of our girls and her inaction challenge was to go home and take the Enneagram test. So she can figure out parts of her personality that serve her in certain situations versus parts of her personality that don't serve her in certain situations. And then what we do on the back end is we loop the parents into that conversation with a recap of our meeting, as well as um, show notes, I guess you could say. Talking points. As far as like talking points, conversation starters, how they can continue to facilitate this conversation at home with their daughter without being directly like in the mix without being like, so how was your, how was your meeting? How was this? How was that? And being too nosy because we know that that turns girls off as well. So we try to loop all parties in, um, the best and easiest, most efficient way that we know how up until this point. I love that. I love that. And not only are we focusing, I mean, and like Mary said, we're, we're really trying to see what catches fire. Honestly, we would love to bring girls together and build a community of girls. So we're playing around with different group workshops and uh, parent seminars, because we know that really um, when the parents start to develop their self-awareness and start to practice and be in their own work, it's only going to project better for the, the, the girls in their lives. So we're really now, um, I think at first Mary and I were like, yeah, we're only working with girls. Cool. And we quickly learned that a lot of the discrepancies or a lot of the challenges that they were experiencing were actually stemming from mom and dad. And not to say that we go in and point the finger and say, Oh, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. And that's bad because that's not our job is to let any parent know that they're doing a good or a bad job. We're here to educate and help them um, open up their blinders that they may have been blinded to for however long so that they can um, practice a new pattern of behavior to see a different result. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to have everybody on board um, to support the girl's transformation, but really it's, everyone has a part of their own transformation through the journey. That is so, okay. I love all of that. Everything you, (laughs) everything that you both just said, bringing it in. So I know looking back, I've been writing a book and in writing some of the chapters, I realized that a lot of the things that I dealt with growing up and really into adulthood are things that my mother passed on to me. And that's not a slam on her at all they were taught to her and she passed them to me. I then passed them to my children. And I would love to be able to go back and redo 
Probably every parent does. Probably every parent wants to go back and redo how we raised our kids. But I learned so much through the process of looking at young me. So my question is, how many parents will come back and say, oh my gosh, if I had known that, or I wish I had known that, or wow, I'm having these transformations in my own life because of the work with my daughter. Is that a, is that a thing? I would think it is, but is that a thing? Yeah. Um, like Jill said, I feel like we learn as much from the girls as we're teaching the girls. And I think parents get so much of that runoff as well, which is really cool because you can see light bulbs going off in the girl's mind, but you can also hear it when we touch base with parents throughout. I mean, there's a couple of like um, set touch points that we have with parents, but as far as correspondence, just like on the day to day with a couple texts here and there, it's like, Oh my God, we can see her confidence growing. And it's because um, she was talking about something y'all talked about during your conversation with her. And now we're going to, we're going to continue to talk about that around our household because I can see it being a difference maker. So one of our biggest mottos around girls mentorship HQ is people just don't know what they don't know. And Ugh. unless you have been in the work, unless you've delved into who you are, why you think the way you think, where your programming came from, how much of your day you operate habitually versus how much autonomy you have over your mind, like you do get things from your parents and that becomes a projection on how you are going to then turn around and parent your kids. I love breaking it down like so simplistically to like recipes, right? You probably have a recipe book from your mom. Mm -hmm. I have a recipe book from mine and that recipe book came from her mom, which probably came from her mom. So if you turn around and you're like, mom, I learned a new way to make meatloaf. Like, why do you make meatloaf the way that you make meatloaf? And she's uh-huh. like, I don't know. I, I learned to make meatloaf from my mom. So then yep. you're like, okay, grandma, why did you start to make it this way? Because I learned this new way and it's way more efficient. And, and, and she's like, I don't know. I learned it from my mom. Mm-hmm. So what else, what else is the meatloaf in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. I remember reading in the readers, I think it was in the Reader's Digest, a story about turkey. And this woman was saying every time she made a turkey, she cut off the two ends of the turkey before she put it in the oven. And her child said to her, how come we do that? And she said, I don't know, because my mother always did it. So they went yeah. to her mother. How come we do this? I don't know. My mother always did it. They were able to go to her mother. Why do we cut off the two ends of the turkey? And she said, because it's too big to fit in the roasting pan. (laughs) I mean, there was no reason why that had to be done other than great grandma needed to fit it in the pan. And it wasn't an issue now, but we just keep, we just keep perpetuating things good or bad because it's all we know. Yeah. And, um, another one. So it's like, we, we go from a place of, okay, we don't know what we don't know, but then we start to get into conversations around uncovering some things and introducing new topics and ideas. Um, and, and we like to say now, the more that, you know, the better you can do. Mm -hmm. So now you have this information at your fingertips and how do you go and be that? 
you want to be confident, let us teach you a couple of things. Like we just need to tweak you. Like it's like an oil change in your car, you know, just a little, you know, your, 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 your uh, washer fluid needed to get refilled. We're here to just tweak and open up again, the blinders in, in order for the knowing, um, to, to be in action. So the more, you know, the better you can do not only for yourself, but it's really, um, Mary and I are really big on, on talking about influence. Like as a parent, you are influential in your daughter's lives or your son's lives or children's lives. But think about it even in a, in a bigger way. Even if you don't have kids, you go to that coffee shop and you're interacting with that barista are you like, are you, are you engaging with them? Do you really genuinely want to know how their day is? You get an opportunity to be anyone that you want to be. And it's practicing that in the moments that, you know, might not matter to some people, but like you get to practice all the time, whether you're with strangers or not, or with your children. Um, and then being able to assess how you did at the end of the day. You know, some days you're going to be better than other days. Some days you're like, I just can't do it. I am not going to be on. I suck today. And that's also okay. And it's saying, you know, it's just about the progress. It's about, it's not about being perfect. There's no perfect parent. Um, because as a mother, I'm a mom of two and I get that mom guilt so much when I don't live into, you know, what society tells me I need to. And I just yes. have to check in with myself to say, you know what, today I did my best and I know I can do better tomorrow. And it's just about doing better every single day, you know? Yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you get teenage girls to open up to you? Or because I know you and I know how awesome you are, like I would spill my guts to either one of you <laughs> or both of you <laughs> collectively. But when you meet a young, when you meet a young girl, how, what is the process of, of helping her open up? Because teenagers can be very private. They don't want to share their stuff. Um, I think this is our version of your pow pow shoes, Carrie B. (laughs) (laughs) I really honestly, um, I owned a gym and I used to say, um, in hiring employees, like I didn't want somebody who had like the technical knowledge. Mm -hmm. I always look to hire somebody who had the EQ, the emotional intelligence, the people skills, um, the ability just to connect. Cause that's really hard to teach. Whereas the technical skills aren't hard to teach. You can teach somebody technical skills all day long. Um, emotional stuff though, no way. And I think Jill and I really have a gift in connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I could talk to an inanimate object and make it be my friend at the end of the day. Like that's (laughs) that's how much it's a superpower. It it really is a superpower. Um, and to answer that question, like with some finality, it's just being open and honest it's making sure that they know that you can, that they can relate to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bringing your walls down faster than they bring their walls down mm-hmm. to show them that it's okay to be in a space that might feel vulnerable, that might feel, mm-hmm. um, new and scary to be in, especially with new people. But if you can gain the trust of a teen or a tween, 
uh, within the first hour of meeting them, you'll have their trust for life. And that's not a responsibility that either Jill or I take um, very lightly. We understand how much weight goes along with earning that trust. And it's pretty freaking rad to see what can happen when you earn that trust so quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's pretty amazing how quickly they let their walls down and, and, and let you in when they trust you. Yes. And I was just going to add that Mary and I combined, (laughs) there's nothing that these girls can do or say, or have done that we haven't experienced. Mm -hmm. So to be able to say, we know exactly what you're walking through. We know exactly what you're feeling. And we're here to tell you that it's going to be okay. We're not here to fix you. You're already amazing the way that you are. Um, You're not broken. We're just here to give you the tools to help you feel better, to help you feel more confident, to help you love your body, and to let them know that we actually see them as capable. Because a lot of times we look as teen, we look we look at teenagers as oh gosh the teenage phase like hormones Mm -hmm. they fly off the handles, and sometimes they are smarter than we are Mm -hmm. if we allow them to be, if we really empower them to be. So for us to go in and say, Hey, we are not better than you and you are not better than us. We are equal. We're just, we just have a a few more years on you. Yeah. Um, that allows them to be like, Mm. okay, I'm going to soften. I trust them. And we're funny, you know, we like, we'll joke about things and make things feel not as heavy as in some other settings might make that, make them feel that way. But with us, we want it to feel like we can still have a hard conversation, but see the bright side of it and still find humor in it and be able to move on together. Yeah. That that's beautiful. I, in, um, as you know, we buried my mom this past weekend and it meant we got to spend time with family and my cousins and I, my, my cousins, Sue and Barb and I grew up very, very close in age. And we were very, very close emotionally as well. Barbara was the youngest of the three of us. And she was the one who was quote unquote, always getting in trouble. Barbara was the <laughs> Troublemaker, troublemaker. Right? in air quotes, where Sue and I were the ones going to music classes and getting on stage singing and being in the orchestra. We were like wearing halos and stuff. We weren't that innocent. We just hid behind our music, right? Mm-hmm. Barb was more out there doing her thing. And my uncle was sharing this story of how Barb was leaving early for school one day because she needed to study. She was in middle school and middle school or high school. I don't know which one. But she was leaving early to go study. (laughs) She must have been in high school. And my uncle then is in McDonald's ordering food. And he's standing there. And you know how back in the day, you could hear, I don't know if you still can, the people who were ordering at the drive-thru, you could hear them inside. Well, he was standing inside (laughs) McDonald's. And he hears this car come into the drive-thru. And he hears somebody ordering food. And he knew that was his daughter's voice. And she was supposed to be in school. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is, this is a good reels for you. So he asked if he could come around the counter and hand the food out. <laughs> when her car came around. Did he? <laughs> Which he did. Oh my god! And as he handed it out, he was like, you better get your to school, right? <laughs> All right. We laughed. Every time we hear this story, we laugh until we can't 
stand ourselves anymore. But Barbara, this time she sat back and she goes, dad, how come it wasn't funny then? How come it was such a big deal then? Because it really wasn't that big a deal. She was skipping school one day to go get food at McDonald's and hang out with her friends. Mm. You know, not that you should be skipping school. I don't mean, it's just, it was made such a big deal then. And now we're laughing about it. Yeah. And I I thought that that was the right question. And honestly, the answer, the first thing that popped into my mind as the why was expectations. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mary, you read my mind. Oh, 100%. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that sometimes we can't remember the person we were because I'm sure dad skipped school or did some things that his parents wouldn't approved of. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that we get so far removed from who we were once were and the mischievous things that we did not saying they're right, or we should condone them, but it's human nature, right? We're going to, we're going to color outside the lines. Mm -hmm. Um, every once in a while, some Mm -hmm. of us more than others, (laughs) but, um, as parents, what we've noticed is that there's a lot of unrealistic expectations placed on the girls, depending on the season of life that they're in. So it's like, yeah. let's just take an extreme example of, of a, a knockdown, drag out, blow up fight that a teen had with a parent. And it was before school and everyone's frazzled. And then the expectation is to go to school and perform you know, get an A on that test that you have coming up in your first period after we just had this very emotional fight, Mm -hmm. but I expect you to go to school and be able to handle it. It's like, we get, we get days as adults. Like if somebody's in a bad mood, like they woke up on the wrong side of the bed or it's okay for them to have that bad day because that's life. But we don't necessarily extend the same courtesy to our children outrightly. I think obviously, um, the conversation of mental health and whatnot is a lot louder now than it ever has been, but we still have misplaced expectations given certain circumstances. And I think that's why it wasn't funny then. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, and I think it's like, what does that say about me as a parent? It doesn't say anything. It says you have a teenager. That's, that's all it says. You have kids. It says you have a human being living in your house with you. Right. Right. Yeah. And those, those experiences, I'm sure when, when you're also living through it as a teenager, it's like, okay, well, what happens if that happens again? When I want, when I'm now in a career and I want to maybe call in sick just because I want to catch a show. I want to get caught up on my Netflix. Yeah show that I'm binging or, you know, it's, it's a, it's Friday and not a ton of people are going to go into the office. Like I, but, but the fear of actually listening to what we need versus what has maybe taught us in in the past can, can be conflicting. Mm, So that can, that could potentially carry with us into our future that could either service or not. But to be able to decipher, have the tools to be able to be like, Psh, that, that no big deal, you know, and yeah. I am going to take this mental health day because I just want to, I want to skip out on work on Friday yeah. um, is really important. So maybe your cousin, you know, had another <laughs> instance in her career where she was like, ah, I don't want my dad to like pop out of my cubicle and <laughs> yes. <laughs> or meet me at the copy machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And, you know, in, in contrast, 
to that, when I was in high school, my dad on some mornings, he would just kind of look at me and go, Hey, do you feel like going to school today? Like right away? No, I could miss a couple of periods. And he'd go, I'm good. Let's go out to breakfast. And the school would get so mad at him and say, you can't keep her out of school. She's like, my daughter, I can, I can. And we just would go out and we'd have a nice breakfast. He'd drop me off at school and I'd be two hours late. And not that it was often, but I think there were times like you were just describing, he felt like he just needed to just. And probably connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's beautiful. And, um, as a parent, like for me too, I would love to do that with my kids. I'm like, I'm going to take that when it's like, Hey, you know, if they're really busy in sports and I don't have time to like connect with them. Hey, I know they're smart. You're going to graduate. It's Mm going to, you know, but that time together, what that's more important than, you know, going to the first, like, or finishing school or, you know, I I always had like the kids who never missed a day. And I was like, whoa, that's so stressful. Yes. Yeah. I was never that kid. I I, I I never was. We're, we're really good mentors because we were never those kids. (laughs) I was like, what does it feel like to go to school every single day? You know, it it would stress me out, but yeah. uh, but I, but look at you, Carrie, you are the queen of connection. Thank you. You are. And it's like, you learned it from somewhere. So it's really important to then, mm-hmm. you know, just take note of how you were influenced to be the person that you are today. And it was from experiences, whether it was conscious or unconscious, or maybe it just dawned yeah. on you right now, but that probably had a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, see, you guys are amazing. I absolutely, I mean, just, when you, when you started talking about this amazing idea that you were putting together, I just, I knew it was going to be this wildly successful. I, I can just see down the road of everybody wanting to be a part of girls mentorship. Even like, I want to be a part of girls mentorship. I'm like, what do you got for me? I'll do something. I'll come in with yellow. <laughs> I'll do like, you. whatever yes, you want will. me to do. I'll do. It's just so amazing. What you're doing, not it's not just for these young girls, it's their entire families. It's the entire legacy going forward of these families because it, it, there's so many different fingers that come out of that and start to change dysfunctional behavior and it goes forward and it goes forward. It goes forward. It's just unbelievably beautiful. I just, can't, I can't get enough of you guys. I cannot. Thank you. That's why we call it our 500 year plan, not our five (laughs) or 10 year plan, because we want this to be, I mean, you said it perfectly. It's a legacy. It's a movement. It's something that will shape people's futures in order to be able to interact with whomever they're interacting with differently. And that, I mean, it's no wonder I feel like I blossomed late (laughs) because newsflash, everyone who's listening, like, this didn't just come about. I've sought out purpose, which is a whole other segment that we could go off on for a long time, but I'm not going to do it here. I've sought out purpose and meaning for my life for a long, long time. I've put myself in a lot of rooms and a lot of situations. And I, there, I tried a lot of things on that didn't necessarily feel like they fit. And that's because like, this big vision was placed on my heart um, from 
before I was born. I can, I can feel it in my bones. I see it in my trajectory. I know it based on the personal experiences that I've lived through that this mission was put on my heart and Jill's heart for such a bigger reason than ourselves. And it has had everything to do with who I've been throughout my life. So it, like I said, it's no wonder that I feel like I blossomed late. Um, I'm 33. I know I'm not late, everyone. Don't worry. But <laughs> for as long as I've sought it out, it makes perfect sense, the timing now, because it is mm-hmm. such a big, it's a, it's a BFD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is. And you, you mentioned earlier, I don't know for sure which one of you were saying this is coming out of the pandemic, but in speaking with people in my life and teenagers, young girls that I know, being locked up in their houses was so hard because you're with these people that you, you know, you love them. You wonder if they understand you and then it hits you. Oh my gosh, do I understand me? Who am I? And there's actually time to think about it. Absolutely. It's actually, you know? Yeah. Um, that was where we got inundated with requests for help because it was like, wait, our daughter was so confident. And so this so bright, had this big light about her. And all of a sudden we saw the switch dim. It was like, she was on full wattage and somebody just pressed it all the way down. And she's in this, this, this dark space. Um, and it wasn't just one family. I'm talking hundreds of families. So for girls to probably, and not to, I mean, Mary and I are kind of wired to always look on the bright side or what's the lesson in, in going through the hard times, because we've, 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 um, we've practiced this. It it hasn't always been this way. Like (laughs) I'm a serial optimist. Uh, no, (laughs) But now we get to use that to teach our girls that um, maybe it was a good thing. You know, the distractions of school and friends and family and go, 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 go made you like, now you really have to like, look within, who are you? You know, and then we ask our kids at 18 when, if they choose to go to college, well, who do you want to be? I don't know. I don't even know of your life. I don't even uh, know who I am. And now I have to pick, pick who I'm going to be. Yes. And is it okay if I change my mind and do we allow that? And is yes. it shunned if we do? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go on and on and on, but the pandemic really highlighted a lot of things for girls and families around yes. what conversations are we having? What are we not having? What support do we need not only for myself as a parent to help guide her, but also to look at our children as investments. How do we pour into them so that they are the return on themselves in the future? Mm. How do we look at them as an ROI versus like, let's get them the new game console and let's put her in this thing. Because at the end of the day, it's like, those are fun in the moment. And those are nice to haves but really to help support her in stopping the the juggle or the struggle of, of the who am I and why am I here? It's putting her in, in programs like ours and it's yeah. continuing to help her guide her far past girls mentorship. That's why 
We love you, Carrie. That's why we love the powerhouse women because we're like, here's here's a path for you. Yes. There's more things for you to try on and and be a part of. Um, because you can't do this alone. Newsflash. You can't yeah. do it alone. Whether you're a parent, a business owner, a teenager, yeah. it's better to do it with people who have gone before you and can help you through whatever journey you're walking in. Yes. So beautiful. I could talk to you guys like forever, forever. One of these, one of these days, I'm just going to drive to Arizona and knock on your doors and say, let's go out for coffee girls. Let's have some tea. Yes. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. (laughs) We welcome it anytime. I, I, you know, it's good you said that because even if you didn't, I was going to make it happen. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to show up. I don't even know where you live, but I'm going to find out. I mean, I know <laughs> where you live. I just don't know like how to pinpoint up. Totally. Out. You- I will find out. So we want to hear and, and Mary, you alluded to it earlier, but your version of your pal pal shoes and then a journal prompt from both of you, please, pretty please. Um, Yeah. I mean, my ability to connect, um, Mm -hmm. I have challenged myself for a long time to be like the first one in the room that speaks when I was younger. I think Mm. I spoke out of turn a lot, um, just because I was more of a look at me, not come with me type of a person. Now I'm more of a come with me type of a person as opposed to a look at me type of person. And I feel that ability to like in a room when tensions are high or anxiety is, through the roof. Like when somebody goes first, it gives you permission to do it, or it eases some of the tension that you feel. So I've always challenged myself. Like if the room is silent and there needs to be a volunteer or whatever that is, my hand goes up. Um, so I've built that confidence in myself over time to connect with people. I never want to feel awkward in an elevator. Like I just, I want to be able to do that. So I've conditioned myself to do that. And I think that has become so much more of a superpower than I realized. Yes. Um, and I think a journal prompt that can go along with that is like, where, if, if you look back over your life, where are the areas you've, you've built confidence that you can mm-hmm. borrow belief from? Like you've built confidence in yourself somewhere in your life. You're good at something and our brains need that evidence to know that we could do it in other areas of our life moving forward. So borrow that belief from yourself because it's there. You just have to look for it. What is that? Oh, love, love, love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Yes. Snaps from there. That was good. Um, I'm going to, I'll piggyback a little bit around my pow pow shoes. I would say it's my energy. Mm -hmm. I can read a room and be able to redirect it based off of me being me. And it's not to put on a show. Um, I can be a hype girl. I can be a support. I, um, I have this crazy gift and it can carry me all day long and then I'll go to sleep, but then I'll wake up the next morning and (laughs) it's like the little energizer bunny. And, um, and I, I can use it based off of reading who's in front of me and what the room feels like. Um, but being able to, to be able to, um, yeah, like bring people up to my level Mm -hmm. to rise and maybe they feel a little uncomfortable doing it, but it's like, this is like, uh, uh, this is where 
to me, this is, this is worth, this is, this, this, this level is, um, is worth living life at like right here. It's not being down here. It's like, and I'm always here. Sometimes I dip, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, I, I like to ride pretty high. Yeah. Um, and my journal prompt, um, I am sure someone has said this along the way. Um, and it was kind of a two-parter. What are, what's the current story you're telling yourself? Mm -hmm. Like a made up belief, the current story and is it true or not? Mm. And then I would follow it up with, what are you grateful for? Speak in my language, both of you. Absolutely love it. And because I know everyone is going to do these journal prompts and is going to want to connect with you, where can we find you? A couple of places. Um, we're actually launching our own podcast July Yay! 1st. I was so, so excited. That, uh, I am too. That will be a platform where we're really excited to connect with people and hear what people want to hear and jam on conversations that yes. people are having around their dinner table that we can shed some light on insight into. So um, July 1st, it's called what's the lesson. Oh man, we just spent 45 minutes jamming on lessons. So it's very fitting that that's what it's called. Um, and we'll be housing all of that information on where we love to hang out the most, which is Instagram. Um, that's at girls mentorship spelled the total normal way. And then, um, <laughs> if people want to check out our website, it's the same thing.com. So girls mentorship.com. Perfect. I'm, I just, You guys don't ever stop. Please don't ever stop. So many, so many need you. And it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. We're we're going to take that with with us. And when we are having some self-doubt, we're going to be like, remember Carrie? She told us we could do it and take it all the way to our 500 year plan. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you better because I'll keep reminding you. I'll keep reminding you. Thank you so much both for taking time out of your busy days and hanging out with me on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I can't wait. And listen, everybody who's listening, get in touch with these two women because they will rock your world. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.